Good evening to those in the social man. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. I'm glad to be with you here on this Saturday night. I'm ready to share the word of God with you and we count a blessing to minister you every week. Um, we pray that we've been a blessing to you and we know we've been a blessing to somebody. But And if you love um, these messages that we are giving you every Saturday evening, you can download it on your phone. We have an app, Grace and Faith Fellowship, where and you can do it on your Android or your iPhone. And you can listen to these messages. You can share with your fam family and friends and those who you feel like will um, be helped through these messages. But we want to continue with um, this I surrender all. What does it mean um, to say I surrender all to Jesus? Um, it sounds intimidating. We said I surrender all. Uh, we've been talking about this, different things about Lord, I will making um, different declarations about Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I do what you want me to do. I say what you want me to say. I give what you want me to give. And so tonight we're going to talk about um, the subtopic is for his honor and glory. For his honor and glory. We're talking about surrendering all of Jesus. And when we surrender all of Jesus, it is for his honor and his glory. He gets the honor and the glory when we do that. It's not about us. It's all about him. So we're going to start tonight. I want to make this statement start off tonight. Um, surrendering our lives to Jesus is not an oath of perfection. It is a statement of allegiance. It is not just one moment in our lives. It is a re reorientation and alignment of our hearts to bring our minds, emotions, and wills into a daily submission to his plan and purpose for us. Okay, so this is when we're talking about surrendering our lives. So notice that I want to really focus on it is when we say that we surrender our lives to Jesus, when we make the declaration that, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do, I'll say what you want me to say. It is not an oath of perfection. It is a statement of allegiance. So when we talk about surrendering our lives to Jesus, okay, this is not a life of perfection. And see, a lot of times we, when I can imagine when you think about, okay, I surrender all, okay? You may be thinking, I got to be perfect. I got to dot it and cross it. And this is not what this is about, okay? Okay, it is not an oath of perfection. A lot of times people think that Christianity, or when you give it like you, he wants us to be perfect. He wants to dot it and cross and if we're not perfect in every area of our lives, um, he won't accept us or he doesn't like us or he's angry with us. And that's not what it's about. Okay. It's, as I said before, it's going to take your whole life to surrender your life. But it's a statement of allegiance. Okay. 
It's not a it's not a one moment thing. You're not going to accomplish this in one moment, in one year, in five years. It's going to take your whole life to do this. Okay, so we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about having an allegiance, a commitment to God. Say, you know what, God, every day I'm going to make a decision to surrender my life to you in every area. Now, you may not be surrendered right now in every area. And that's okay. But allow the Holy Spirit to reveal you. Ask him, what area in my life do I need to surrender to you? Okay, what am I lacking? What do I need? So it's not just a one moment in our lives when we're talking about surrender. It is a, it's not an oath of perfection. It is a statement of allegiance. So it's, it's align our hearts, our minds, our emotions and will on a daily basis to submit to the plan and purpose of God. Okay. So your mind, your will, and your emotions, we are three-part being with spirit, soul, and body. Okay. So you have to, on a daily basis, surrender your mind, your will, and your emotions to God. So this is, this is a life journey. This is a life's journey in relationship with Jesus. This is a step-by-step journey, okay? Step-by-step journey. So life is a journey in relationship with Jesus. Follow him each step of the way. We experience a life of freedom and fruitfulness through a succession of individual days following him. So this is a day-to-day process, okay? And so what are you going to experience when you surrender your life? You're going to experience freedom and fruitfulness. Then check this out. Free freedom. You're going to experience the peace of God. As the Bible said, which surpasses all understanding. And you're going to experience fruitfulness. You're going to produce fruit, which is love, joy, peace, long sufferance, suffering. Okay. Patience, temperance, gentleness self-control, all those things you're going to experience as you surrender your life to Jesus. So we're not about, once again, we're not talking about perfection. I don't want you to get religious on me and say, oh, I mean, what, surrender my life to Jesus? Surrender all, I got to be perfect. No, it is about making a commitment and allegiance to him. When I think about this, it, it says here, Read the statement again. It says, surrender our lives, Jesus. It's not an oath of perfection. It is a statement of allegiance. When I thought about this statement, I remember, for those who as old as I am, remember when you went to school, okay, every day you went to school, before school started, what would we do? We would do the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. That's what every day we did it. Every day we would do that, make that. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and just for all. We would do that every day. Okay. And this is what making we declare that we're going to surrender our lives. You make this statement of allegiance every day, God. Every day you wake up, I should. I make a commitment to surrender my life to you every day. Now, you may have a bad day. You may not do as well 
on one day as you do on another. Okay, that's fine. But you you make a decision to get better and better every day to surrender your life to Jesus. And as you commit to that, the Holy Spirit will help you do that. We're not asking you, and God is not asking you to do this on your own strength, okay? You have to allow, as I said before, one of my first messages was, this is done through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, and you allow him to do it through you. Learn to follow Jesus takes effort and practice, okay? And just like learning anything new, starting each day with a prayer of surrender is a great way to keep your heart in tune to what God wants. It can be easy to get lost in our spiritual journey, disoriented about where we are and how to get back on track. And, and we can get lost and struck or stuck for various reasons. And we need a simple way to get back on path. Uh, some people wait for that to happen at the next church service. We don't want to do that or Bible study. Sometimes it takes a crisis, but we don't have to wait to recalibrate calibrate our journey. So, so it, it takes practice. It takes effort to follow in Jesus. Okay, so you got to put forth the effort. In other words, God can do it. He's going to do it through you, but you got to be a partner in this relationship. If we know in any relationship now, you know, it takes both people participating, working on themselves in order to have a successful and intimate and very vibrant relationship. This is the same thing with us. So it's going to take time and effort. Just like anything, it says, anything you learn new, it's going to take time. It's going to take some effort. You're going to get better and better as you put forth the effort, as you learn different things in Christ. So the thing is, start, start your day with a prayer of surrender. And that's how you keep your heart in tune with God. Start your day with saying, you know what, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Whatever you want me to do today, whatever you want me to say today, whatever you want me to go today, okay, I surrender my life to you. And so, and what happens is, as it says here, we can we can get lost in this spiritual journey, you know, wondering, okay, because surrendering life to God takes effort. Sometimes things can be tough and we can get disoriented. We can get lost and stuck as we go on this journey with God. And that's not what God would. But I, I'm speaking to somebody that God wants you to get back on path. He wants you to get back on track. And how do you do? By starting every day with a prayer, Lord, I surrender my life to you. And God, show me how to do it. Show me the errors I need to work on. And this is what we do. So, but I love what it says here. And, I, and maybe you're guilty of that is some of us, and maybe that's you waiting for the next church service, the next Bible study. It says, you know what? You know, because sometimes we think we only can connect with God when we're in the church or when we're in Bible study, some type of service where the church is at. No, you know, you don't have to wait, okay, to get back connected with God. If you're right now, maybe you've straight away from God, maybe you've, um, gotten away from the things of God, got away from the church, got away from your ministry, gotten away from studying your word. Okay, you don't have to wait till, till the next church service to do that. 
Okay, start right now back in your own private area. Just praying to God. Say, God, you know what? I rededicate my life to you. I surrender my life to you. I'm going to do what you ask me to do. Help me to do that. You know, but so don't wait to the next. You don't have to. Don't wait to the next church service or the next Bible study or whatever service. And also, a lot of times we do this. We're guilty of it. And sometimes it takes a crisis. We wait till something bad happens, some type of tragedy. Maybe someone died in your family. That's why you walk away from the church. Um, financial tragedies, crises, and things with the pandemic. Um, you lost your job and things of that nature. Okay. But you don't have to wait. But you don't have to wait to something like that happen to recalibrate your life. That's not what you want, a crisis. That's not what God wants. And to speak to somebody, okay, God didn't allow this to happen to get you back on track. Okay. He's not trying to teach you something with some type of tragedy. That's the enemy. But this is a great opportunity. But sometimes God will, he can use crisis to get us back on track. He can do that. That's not what he wants. But God can use anything to get us back on track. So don't wait. So we don't have to wait to re recalibrate in our journey. You don't have to wait. Okay, start tonight. Start this moment. Says God, I surrender my life to you. So, so here's the daily and simple way to realign your hearts. If, if you've ever played any kind of sport, you know each one has its own ready or begin position. It is the prime starting position to do what comes next. For example, um, in basketball, the ready position is called the triple threat position. For, for From that stance, you're able to pass, shoot, or dribble when you have the ball. In short, you are ready for whatever next action, next action is best. So this is that prayer that you pray. Otherwise, you are positioning yourself, otherwise, for God to speak to you and to do what, whatever he leads you to do. So whether he, wherever he wants you to go, whatever he wants you to do, whatever he wants you to say, whatever he wants you to give, okay? You're in position. That prayer puts you in position for God to use you. Okay, so you got to position yourself for God to use you. So that's what that's what surrender our life to God is is position yourself where God can use you in any area of your life, how He wants to use you. This is why we make the the, the commitment: I surrender all to you, because what I'm positioning myself. For God, just like in basketball, whether I, I'm in, if I'm in the right position, I can pass, shoot, or dribble. The same thing. When we position ourselves in in right position with God, then we whatever He says to us, whatever the Holy Spirit leads to us to do, we're ready to do it. So, so, so think of this prayer as the ready position for your daily journey. It is a spiritual position of surrender 
to whatever action, whether that action is, Lord, I go where you want me to go. I do what you want me to do. I say what you want me to say. I give what you want me to give. That Jesus asks of you that day. Okay. Dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in you rather than just trying harder in your own strength. So we want to do these things in the power and in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't try to do stuff in your own strength. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. You know, I so I don't want you to take this statement of allegiance that Lord, I'm gonna do, I surrender all to you, and try to do this in your own strength. We don't want to make this statement legalistic. Okay, this this is not what we're saying. We're not making it one of it because what what happens is sometimes we can take different things from the word of God or different statements and make it legalistic to the point where you know what and then what happens is when you when this becomes legalistic, now you're trying to do it in your own strength. And now what's gonna happen is when things don't work out the way you want, the things don't go the way you want them to go, then you're gonna quit and get tired. Why? Because you are doing it in your own strength. Because sometimes when God um, speaks to us, when he tells you to go somewhere, when he tells you to do something, when he tells you to say something, you may not always get a positive response. God may send you somewhere and you know what? You may get rejected. So don't think that when God sends you somewhere, people are always going to respond to you in a nice, positive way. No, it's not. Sometimes, why? Because we have a devil. We have an enemy who's going to fight you. It's going, you're going to maybe sometime experience some resistance. And so just because you experience some negative resistance doesn't mean that God didn't tell you to do it. I want to say that. I want to drive it home because a lot of times we can, you can may do something one day and God, God really shows up mighty then works through you. Maybe God tells you to pray for somebody and somebody's healed. Or God may give you a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom for somebody, you know. Um, and people alive, that person's lives is changed through God using you as an instrument. Then another day, you may go and you know what? Things that just may get cussed out. Uh, people may mistreat you. They may not receive the word. You know, um, it's just, you know, things happen. It's going to be some positive. There may be some negative. But you still, once again, what is the statement? We go back. It is a it is a statement of allegiance. No matter what I've experienced, no matter what the day holds for me, I'm still committed. I'm still, even if I have a bad day, I'm going back the next day with the same commitment that, you know what, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Say what you want me to say. Go where you want me to go. Give what you want me to give. This is so don't try to do this in your own strength. Okay. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in. Don't do this on your own. Don't just take this and say, okay, I'm gonna speak to everybody I see. No, allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you to people, places that He wants you to go, and allow Him versus you doing your own strength. 
because we can't do this in our own stand. We need the Holy Spirit working through us. So I'm going to finish with a few scriptures to really highlight on what we're talking about tonight, giving God. He gets the honor and the glory out of us, us, us serving our lives. And so I'm going to read some scriptures from the word of God that says that he gets the honor and the glory when we serve in our lives. So let's look at first scripture, um, Matthews chapter five, the gospel of Matthews verses 14 through 16. I'm going to be reading a lot of that out uh, the amplified version. Okay. The Amplified Version. So this is coming from the Amplified Classic. Matthews 5, 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. This is Jesus talking to us. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor men light, nor do men light a, a lamp and put it under a peck measure. But on a lampstand and give it light to all the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, notable, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your father who is in heaven. So notice it says here, we are the light of the world. We, we are city that cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. Why? Because we have been connected to the light of the world. Okay. And so he says, hey, we should let our light shine. But he's, I love what it says here. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, notable good deed. So when you surrender to God, people are going to see this. They're going to see your moral excellence. Out of that, out of you surrendering God, you're more excellent, you're, you're notable, your good deeds. But notice this, why am I doing this? Why am I surrendering my life to Jesus? Why am I doing this? Why have I made this statement of allegiance to him every day I get up? Why it says, and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your followers. He says, when people see this, they're going to recognize, they're going to honor they're going to praise and glorify the Father who is in heaven. He gets the credit when you surrender your life to him. So we want him to get the honor and the glory. But how do we get that? Through having moral excellence, good deeds, being led by the Holy Spirit to do what you do, to act the way you act. He gets the glory out of that. So we are lights. So the first thing is we are the light of the world. Why? You surrender your life to God. When you surrender your life to God, God says we are the light of the world. And when we say we are the light of the world, he's going to get the glory on our when we're doing what he asks us to do. Okay, so the next scripture I want to read is 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 19 and 20. I'm reading this also from the Amplified Classic. And it reads like this is, do you not know that your body is a temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, 
whom you have received as a gift from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price, purchased with a, a preciousness and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. So when we talk about surrendering our lives to God, so here Paul is talking about surrender God and using your body. He's specific about your body. He says, don't you know your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit? Okay. Whom you receive as a gift. The Holy Spirit was given to us, given to us when Jesus died and is given to us. He is called also the comforter he, that Jesus sent back after he died. So he says, hey, you're not your own. All right, so check this out. Why should you may ask the question, why should you have surrender to God? Why should I? you're not your own? You belong to God. You're not your own. He said you were bought with the price. I love what it said. You was, was, was purchased with a preciousness and paid for. The precious, what, what was that precious? The precious blood of Jesus. We were paid for. You were bought. So if my life is not my own, okay, and it belongs to God, I shouldn't have a problem surrendering to him because, hey, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have life. If it wasn't for him, I couldn't wake up every day. If it wasn't for him, uh, I wouldn't have food to eat, wouldn't be as the old people uh, clothed in my right mind, have a sound mind, have the ability, the activity of our limbs. That's how the, the old church mothers used to testify. You wouldn't have all that. So you're not, your life not, so I surrender my life to him because he purchased me. Was the price? It says so. Your body belongs to him. He bought you. He paid for the whole world. Only problem is the whole world haven't received the gift yet. But for those who have received, you and me who have received, okay, understand. He purchased you with the price. So it says so. Then, if you understand it, that you're not your own, okay, that. You belong to Jesus. Jesus purchased you. It says, so then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. So we want to bring honor to God and glory with our bodies. What you do with your body. Okay. Honor and glorify God. So that means you can't do anything with your body. Okay. You can't have sex out of the marriage. It's not glorifying God. You know, of course, if you're doing things like smoking cigarettes, you're not honoring God. You know, you, you're not taking care of the temple. And so we want to honor God with our bodies. I surrender all to him and that includes my body. Okay, let's read the next one. It says, let's read Matthew chapter 8, 34 and 35. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my followers, 
You must give up your own ways. Take up your cross. Follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, guess what? You're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. So here's what Jesus said. He's talking to your crowd of disciples. He said, if you want to be my followers, you must give your own ways. So what is he saying here? There, there's a surrendering in your life that has to take place. Because he's saying, hey, if you're going to be my follower, you can't do your own thing. You, he said, you must give up your own ways, take up your cross and follow me. What is he saying? You have to surrender your life to me if you want to be my follower or the King James, if you want to be my disciple. Now, it don't mean you're not saved. It's just that there's a difference between being saved and being disciples. Disciples are followers of Christ. They discipline. Disciples come from the word discipline. Their lives are disciplined to surrender, to do whatever he wants us to do. He said, but if you hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. Many, many of you are hanging on to your life, your old lifestyle, the way you want to do things. Maybe you're doing whatever you want to do. If you're not saved, you can give your life to Jesus tonight. All you got to do is say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Come into my heart. I believe that I'm saved. But if you are a believer, there are believers, and maybe I'm speaking to you, you're a believer. Who's living your own life? How you want to do it? Maybe you sacrifice the ministries and just doing your own thing. And now you go to heaven. Okay. But when I talk about the last scripture, if you understand what Jesus has done for you, why are you hanging on to your life? We we want to do what I what we want to do, we want to do how we want to do it. But disciples don't do that. They submit themselves under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them in every way. He says, but if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. You will save it. And this is what God wants. He wants us to surrender our lives to him because, wow, we want to be his disciples. We want to be his followers. Just to kind of give you a little bit more commentary. To it, it says uh, when, he, when he asks us to um, be his followers and give up everything, he says, it says, this is not speaking of pulling, of putting self-preservation above our commitment to God. And say, maybe you've done that. You, um, put self-preservation over commitment to God. Maybe, you know, as I talked about, sometimes when you surrender your life to God, the enemy is going to come after you. And maybe, you you know, you don't want to be uh, rejected. You don't want to be um, abused by other people's language and 
maybe sometimes people won't you won't get the promotion because you're a Christian. Um, but if you're living a life of self-preservation, this is not what God wants. You, you're putting self-preservation over commitment. And God says, hey, now you can live your life that way, but this is not what God called us to do. That we, we should be like the three Hebrew boys who said that if the king killed them, they still would not worship his image. That is in Daniel uh, chapter 3, verses 16. Those who remember that story, maybe you're not familiar with that story, but we had three Hebrew boys who the king at that particular time wanted them to bow down to an idol worship. And these three Hebrew boys said, no, we're not going to do that. If that means dying, then we're not going to do that. We are committed to God. And so in their willingness to lose their lives, they found God's life. And we know that you know, God performed a miracle. They was um, said they didn't bow. He would throw them into a fiery furnace. And, of course, they didn't bow. And so the king threw them in the fire. And the Bible says they, they survived the fire. And Jesus got in there with them. They came out with no burns, scorching anything. And so likewise, then we must die to our selfish lust. We find God when, likewise, when we die to our selfish lust, we find God's life, which is far better. So God's life is far better than your selfish life. But you got to be committed. You got to be willing. And I know this is pretty radical, but these three boys were willing to die. Okay. Because they were surrendered to Jesus. And, you know, that's pretty, you may say that's pretty dramatic, but you got to be at that point. You may be saying, well, I'm not at that point yet. Well, pray and ask God to get you to that point. Are you willing to die for Jesus? Are you surrendered to the point where, hey, if it means losing your life, will you do that? Will you do that? Because this is the place we got have to be this this is what it's called to be a disciple of Christ. This is what surrender to life means. And once again, we I don't want you to get discouraged because you're not there yet. This is the process. And we have to grow in this thing. As you yield your life to God, you become better and better. The last scripture I want to read tonight is Deuteronomy chapter 6, um, verses 4 through 6. And I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, the only Lord. And you shall love the Lord God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you this day shall be first in your own minds and heart. So that's what surrender lead means. You have to love the God, Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your might. Now you may be saying, well, hey, do we do that? No, we don't. 
But you know what? You can start somewhere tonight. You can begin on that journey tonight. And once again, it's going to take your whole life to do it. But you know what? As I said, I'm not there, but I've started. Once again, you're not there, but you can start tonight on that journey of surrendering your life to Jesus, giving you all to him, giving him everything, surrendering every area of your life to him. I, I, I challenge you to start on that journey tonight and say, you know what, Lord, I want to be all you call me to be. I want to surrender my life to you. And so, and this is what he called us to do. So let me pray for you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people. I thank you, God, that that person who's listening, that they will surrender their lives to you right now so that you may get the honor and glory. I speak to every satanic attack on them, every habit that's hindering them. And God, we break that bind on them in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that they will begin to renew their mind, that they will surrender to you in every area of their life. And God, let them understand that this is not a one-time event. This is not a one day, but God, as they surrender their lives to you, that every day they will make a commitment, a statement of allegiance to you that every day belongs to you. Every day I surrender my life to you. I surrender that you may use me and that you may get the glory and the honor as I surrender my life to you. I thank you for doing it through them and for them. And this is the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Once again, we thank you for listening to us. We'll be back again with you next week. Let's continue to talk about I surrender all. And may God bless you and you have a great night.